Arnold, Mr. Money Talk, here to answer your questions on stocks, bonds, mutual funds, how you should position your investment dollars, including your IRA and 401k. But you do have to give us a call at 952-925-5608. That's 952-925-5608. You always get straight talk, not sugar-coated advice. Before we begin, do have to remind you that this program is for informational purposes only. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Markets are always changing and can be volatile. Stocks and bonds uh, can can. Uh, have losses as well as as gains. All companies mentioned uh, can also see their share prices move up or down, uh, both on good and good news and or bad news, and can be affected by both macro events and intercompany events before you take action on any company uh, please consult uh, your investment uh, professional and do uh, bear in mind that some or all of the companies mentioned may or may not be suitable for you Here we go. As we're getting close to the end of the year, and I cannot believe how quickly this this year, 2023, has passed by. That might be a function of age uh, more than anything else. As you do get older, time seems to pass a lot more quickly than when it was when I when I definitely was younger. Uh, that that said, as we get close to the end of the year, there are a few things to remember or at least write down before before the year ends. First, if you have not fully funded your 401k, IRA, or SEP, now would be a good time to do that, particularly for the 401k. With the SEP and IRA, you do have until you file your taxes uh, to make your contribution for the previous year. But the sooner you make that uh, investment into your 401k or IRA or SEP, and I recommend that you fully fund those, fund those to the max, and not in the case of a 401k only put in up to what is matched, put in up to the amount that you can legally put in. It is to your benefit uh, as you do get a tax deduction, the money that is in the 401k, IRA, SEP is tax deductible going in, 
accumulates with no tax, but is taxable on upon withdrawal. Um, with a 401k, depending on the company you work for, uh, there could be the additional benefit uh, of a match up to a certain percent. Uh, this is all in your uh, or for your benefit. In terms of investment choices, typically with a 401k, you might be offered a target fund, a guaranteed fund, or funds, several different bond funds, and several different stock funds. My, uh, my choice, if I were using a 401k, I happen to use an SSEP um, uh, within Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, uh, and with the SEP, they have uh, it's self-directed, so we have many different choices. My choices happen to be uh, stocks and put put money into the same investments that I recommend for my clients, going in at the same time and coming out at the same time. But in a 401k and in some IRAs, you might be limited in terms of your choices. But in a 401k, I do know that there are several different mutual fund, fund choices, as I've mentioned, a target date fund, uh, a bond fund, or a series of stock funds. The target date funds typically are fund of funds that um, have a mixture of bond funds and stock funds. And as you go further uh, out on the uh, scale, the more years that you have towards retirement, those target date funds are more weighted towards stock funds. The closer you are to retirement, the weighting moves more to bond funds. Uh, I am not a bond or bond fund investor, and I'm not going to recommend somebody putting money into bonds. Uh, bonds give uh, are where you're lending money either to the federal government or a corporation, or in the case of tax-free bonds, which you're not going to put in a retirement account, uh, they are bonds issued by the state or municipality. Uh, bonds do, as we have talked on this uh, program for a very long period of time, uh, fluctuate based on changes in interest rates. Interest rates go up, bond values go down. Bond funds um, are buying a mixture of bonds that come due at different different points in time. But I have found that as interest rates move up, bond funds move down in value, and it takes a lot longer when interest rates reverse going down uh, for those bond funds to recover. So I've recommended not using uh, bond funds, and I'd even recommend not using a target date fund. Uh, I think you'd be better served by putting money into one of the stock-oriented funds or 
just to make it easy, um, if you have a choice of a in stock funds, your only choice is an S&P index fund. That would be the uh, choice that I would I would uh, recommend. Yes, stocks do go up and down in value. Yes, if the market goes down, that index is going to go down. And yes, if the index goes down a lot, you're going to want to say, oh, get me out of all my stock funds and just put it into a money market fund because it's safe. Well, I will tell you that over any period of time, long period of time, not short periods of time, the stock fund is going to outperform the bond fund or outperform cash on a long-term basis, but you do taking some risk for that. So my recommendation in a 401k is put money into the, the S&P index fund, you know, as a to the max that you you can. Enough, enough said with with that. Now, when it comes to the, the market this week or even this year, wow, stocks far surpassed bonds. At the beginning of this year, most strategists, talking heads, were saying avoid stocks, put your money in bonds, lock in that 4% yield, and you're not going to have to worry about anything this year. They, the strategists seem to give a guarantee that putting money in bonds at uh, 4% was the only way that you were going to make money and make money without, um, without any, any risk. Uh, so they recommended no stocks, money only in bonds or a money market instruments, and that was the way to wealth in 2023. Unfortunately, uh, that is not how things worked out. But we're going to talk about that and more when we come back with more Money Talk. I am Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk, here to help you. 952-925-5608. Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk. Usually I'm with Judd Arnold, uh, son number two, but Judd is in New York on some business, uh, talking to several of the uh, small and mid-sized companies uh, that he likes to invest in. So he will be back next week, but I, Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold, am here to answer your questions on stocks, bonds, mutual funds, how you should position your investment dollars, give us a call, 952-925-5608. That's 952-925-5608. You always get straight talk, not sure coded advice. As we said at the conclusion of the last segment, the beginning of 2023, investment uh, strategists, talking heads, uh, both in the news, on TV, we're saying uh, only place to be, only place to be in 2023, bonds. Had to 
put your money in bonds because of their belief that interest rates would top out and then start uh, then start retreating as the Fed's fight against inflation uh, with higher interest rates in 2021 would put the economy in in recession mode. And once the economy was in recession, the Fed would be forced to cut interest rates. And as the Fed started cutting interest rates, bond prices would go back up. And do, do remember that bond prices is represented by any of the index index funds were down significantly in uh, 2022 um, as measured by TLT, the long, long bond index. That was down a third in 2022. It was down as much as the NASDAQ in index QQQ. And um, it would take a significant drop in interest rates uh, for any investor to make to make up uh, that uh, that loss in the in the long long term bond. But in any case, strategists were recommending bonds over over stocks and were of the belief that we'd be heading into a recession, whether it be shallow or deep. So soft landing versus hard landing. Well, looking back 11 months, uh, bond prices are, well, up from the bottom are still down for the year. So if you were to invest in the in the long bond TLT at the beginning of the year, uh, yes, you did get some nice interest, about four four percent. But the value uh, of your holdings is still down eight percent. Um, you know that's. That's not so good for um, when you're investing in bonds. Yes, if you're going to hold those bonds or that fund over a longer period of time, and you know, should interest rates continue to fall, and, and in, long-term interest rates have come down in the month of November and come down hard, and that has pushed up the value of TLT, you know, from a low of $85 a share to uh, Friday's close at $93 a share. That's a pretty good good gain, but still uh, down uh, significantly year to date. Uh, and that's particularly against the S&P index, which at the beginning of the year, strategists said, Avoid, 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 um, and that index is is up 
um, year to date about 16%. Um, yes, it's been a, a rocky uh, ride putting money in the S&P index or in stocks this year because we have had uh, several 5 to 10% uh, pullbacks over over the course course of the time in terms of the index and we even came uh, close to going into bear market territory for a brief period of time uh, this this past summer as interest rates moved up and there are still a lot of strategists that didn't change their tune in terms of Invest in bonds. Um, invest in bonds. Go light on stocks, and you definitely do not want to be in uh, the magnificent seven because those are priced too high. Those being Apple, Amazon, Alphabet, or Google, Microsoft, Meta, Nvidia, and Tesla. Those, those stocks, which make up a large chunk of the S&P index because of their market weight, uh, have continued to outperform. And I would say Meta, uh, also known as Facebook and owns Reels and Instagram, has probably been the uh, I'm not going to say the best performer because that be, was NVIDIA, but uh, Meta has done exceedingly well. Microsoft this year hit a hit a new high. Um, Apple rebounded from from a bottom, and that's up a bunch. And even Amazon uh, has done done very very well. Uh, the laggard of the Magnificent Seven, well, that would be uh, Tesla, but that's that to me is another story altogether. Tesla is a company. I look at it as a car company. Other people look at it as as a straight up um, technology company or a battery company. To me, they sell cars. And now they're going to be selling trucks. And yes, they are the leader in electric vehicles. Uh, but electric vehicle sales are flagging. General Motors and Ford are not going to be um, as aggressive in selling electric uh, vehicles. To me, there are plenty of issues related to, related to them which I'm not going to go into at this at this point in time but to me Tesla is still a, a car company and if I look at it as a car company it's a very expensive car company if I were to look at it just as a straight up technology company well maybe maybe not so much uh, but they're selling cars um, and they've got to, as they say, they've got to move that move that metal to generate uh, the revenue that'll support um, support the technology. So that, to me, would be one stock that 
I'm not looking looking uh, to buy at this at this point in time. Uh, others, you know, see see te Tesla differently. To me, it is a car company and an expensive car company at that. If I want technology, man, there's a, a whole host of technology uh, companies uh, out there that to me offer some better growth opportunities, um, you know, than, than Tesla. So, yes, uh, it has been underperforming. If I had to, had to choose, I'll say amongst any of the companies in the Magnificent Seven, you know, I'm still still heavy in Apple and Amazon, but I've gone over both of those on a very frequent a very frequent basis. Apple, by the way, did get some or had some interesting news on on Friday, and that <laughs> and that relates. Whoops. And that relates to uh, a potential deal with Paramount to bundle uh, streaming on on Apple uh, on Apple Plus. That could be very interesting indeed. Gives giving Apple some more uh, content uh, that they can they can distribute. And the market seemed to like the potential of the deal as it bid up. Uh, it bid up the media company uh, Paramount uh, today. But we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about some media companies as well as some issues that one of my clients brought up to me when we come back with more Money Talk. I am Josh Arnold, always here to help you. 952-925-5608. This is Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk, with Judd Arnold. Well, not this this week. Judd is in New York, uh, visiting uh, several several companies. Uh, but I am here to answer your questions on stocks, bonds, mutual funds, how you should position your investment dollars, including your IRA and 401k. Don't hesitate to give us a call at 952-925-5608. That's 952. 952- 925-5608, you always get straight talk, not sure coded advice. Just a reminder, this show is for informational purposes only. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Any of the companies that we talk about on this, this program uh, are, uh, may or may not be suitable for you. All investments include risk, and and any discussion that is offered comes from our opinion and our research uh, only. Uh, please consult uh, your advisor before you make any investment decision. This is Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk. Call 952-925-5608. Well, this past week I had a very interesting conversation with one of one of my clients. He was concerned uh, that the market was not only a little bit too high, 
but he was concerned that the market, uh, this being the stock market, not the bond market, is ready for a repeat or a replay of what happened in 2008-2009 when the uh, mortgage uh, bond market uh, and or mortgage-backed securities that were invested in with tremendous leverage uh, caused, uh, and when the mortgage market fell apart, those mortgage-backed securities dropped significant in value, and banks that held those mortgage-backed securities or individuals that held those mortgage-backed securities and particularly held those uh, with large amounts of leverage uh, suffered significant losses, and the way that those losses or the margin margin was met was by selling selling stocks. So during that period of time, uh, as the saying goes, the baby got thrown out with the bath bathwater, and numerous companies that had significant assets had very strong businesses, uh, saw their stocks uh, get crushed. So this particular client is concerned about a credit crunch affecting, affecting the market. Additionally, um, well, we had, did not have a recession this year, a recession um, defined as two straight quarters of negative GDP growth. Uh, he was concerned that uh, with a credit crunch, uh, with the potential of business slowing down, the potential of consumers uh, being up to their eyeballs in debt, that a recession would be imminent and it would be a good idea to reduce his um, stock position and increase his cash position with the intent of coming back in uh, after this event um, occurs. So my response is, of course, yes, some of these things could happen. Yes, at some point we could have a recession. However, um, most strategists have been predicting a recession uh, for the last uh, year and a half, and they have predicted that we'd be in a fairly steep recession right now, given where the, what the Fed was doing with their quantitative tightening and raising interest rates. My response was, in terms of recession, we did have a recession in, in the first half of 2022 when GDP growth was negative for two quarters in a row. Additionally, we were coming out of a government-mandated shutdown slash recession uh, from, that started in early 2020. So as the um, 
economy started coming back to life, GDP grows, even with the Fed raising interest rates, even with the price of oil moving up, um, and the price of oil actually peaked in June of um, 2022, uh, but even with that, the economy started to expand. And yes, the government with their spending largesse, which has increased the national national debt, that's another issue altogether, uh, has created a situation where the gross domestic product has actually been accelerating and not not slowing down. Indeed, this past uh, week, uh, GDP growth was announced at 5.2%, which is definitely unsustainable, but is a pretty significant, uh, very significant number. Um, and that that uh, that growth was coming a lot from government spending and also from uh, private industry spending and trying to uh, expand expand their their business. Um, as it comes to a credit crunch or bank issues, well, I think that that has been priced in uh, to at least to some ex extent, and I think. That has been priced in many months ago, and all you have to do is look at bank stocks. Uh, bank stocks are still not back to where they were at the beginning of this year. Uh, bank stocks, stocks took a significant hit and actually hurt the market in April when three uh, major banks uh, were forced to close down, and government regulations uh, or regulators came in and really uh, uh, came down hard on many banks and asked them to increase their uh, capital capital reserves. Many banks also cut back on their lending, so the lending market uh, tightened tightened up, and you could see see how that has rippled through um, the economy on many different. Uh, many different seg segments, including or especially in housing. Now, housing demand is is up significantly. Uh, home sales have actually slowed uh, slowed down, um, and prices have started to come down. And now, mortgage rates is, have also come down. I am not a bank investor, nor would I recommend. Uh, investing in banks. I'll leave that to you know to other other people. Uh, as ma so that's that's still there. Uh, now selling you know our stocks, which leads to the next question: Are stocks too high, or are certain stocks uh, too expensive? Well, here I could I could say yes, stocks. Uh, and even particular members of the Magnificent Seven are trading at uh, higher price-to-earnings multiples than they would during a 
market uh, sell-off. Uh, but part of part of that is um, the amount of money that's come into this year has come into all the indices from index investors, and part has been these companies actually doing better um, with their earnings reports and even guiding, I'll say, less conservatively than they've had in the, in the in the past. Plus, there is this big push towards uh, artificial intelligence and generative artificial intelligence uh, started with Microsoft's announcement of dealing with uh, chat GPT back in May. And that announcement really gave, um, we'll say, the Magnificent Seven and technology companies in general a big, a big, big boost. Could these companies be ripe for a pullback? Sure. Is the pullback going to happen now? Don't know. Uh, but I could look at the volatility index, the VIX, and say, well, it's down significantly from where it was this summer. And at the place it is, that could be indicative of a little bit of caution. So if you wanted to raise a little cash right now, um, you know, for safety's sake, as you come into the end of the year, that could make some sense. You might also see in the next several weeks a lot of individual investors and maybe some institutional investors start balancing their portfolios, um, selling some of their winners to use up some of the, the losses that they took in 2022 or even early in 2023. So there might be some either tax, we'll call it tax loss selling or tax gain selling, trying to balance off off the two before the year, year ends. So that could indicate a little bit more volatility. Pay attention. This is Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk, here to help you have a question, would like to sit down for a personal no-cost, no-obligation consultation, call 952-925-5608. This is Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk with Judd Arnold, here to answer your questions on stocks, bonds, mutual funds, how you should position your investment dollars. Don't hesitate to give me a call at 952-925-5608. You always get straight talk, not sugar-coated advice, 952-925-5608. We're here to help you. Well, another big week of earnings uh, concluded and some other interesting events uh, took, took place this, this past week. Uh, two heavyweights, in my opinion, uh, this week passed passed away. Henry the K, Henry Kissinger, uh, died midweek at age 100. A phenomenal, phenomenal presence, 
um, we'll say, in politics and in international affairs, tremendous thinker, and definitely somebody that you want to have on your side uh, in in any foreign policy uh, matter. Uh, very uh, great, great man. And second, Charlie Munger, probably one of the more brilliant investment minds and investors on a very long-term basis, uh, passed away at 99, just shy of his 100th birthday. Charlie Munger uh, ran his own company, um, a Daily Journal, and was also vice chairman and partner to Warren Buffett at Berkshire Hathaway. Uh, Charlie Munger was known, we'll say, for his wit and wisdom. An interesting book about him called Poor Charlie's Almanac. Kind of a take on Ben Franklin's book, Poor Richard's Almanac. Uh, both men, uh, in my estimation, will be missed for a very long period of time. Well, switching gears from these two um, giants, we'll say, the market, the market this week was still in the thralls and probably will continue to be in the, in the thralls for quite some time of the Federal Reserve. Either you had Fed, Fed speakers this week um, and with a with a Fed meeting coming up in a couple of weeks, talking about inflation and their views of interest rates, and it's still for the most part higher for longer. Uh, but the market has tended to move uh, now on any uh, bit of news or any indication that the Fed is going to be on pause and may, in fact, at some point in 2024 start to cut interest rates. Um, and, of course, all of this is data-dependent. There is still the belief that inflation is still quite sticky uh, and sticky on the, on the high end. Uh, yes, you've got, got a few things that keep inflation sticky. One is going to be the price of energy or price of oil, although the price of oil has been coming down and has not been moving up. The price of oil is down at $75 a barrel. Uh, and as the price of oil falls, price of energy stocks have also uh, been, been coming down. Another area that I'm not running, running out to invest, invest in. The other area uh, that provides sticky inflation course, is the price of housing or mortgage-adjusted uh, rents. Uh, with mortgage rates starting to come down a little bit, that should bring that price uh, down, but that's still up significantly uh, from the beginning of the year. So those, those are two primary causes, we'll say, of 
stickiness and inflation. And the third cause, of course, is uh, wages, and wages have been creeping up a little bit. All you have to do to, to look at where wage growth is, is going is looking look at some of the recent union contracts, which have, of course, been, been up. Um, but should the Fed at least go on pause or not talk as hawkish, uh, th that is going to uh, provide fuel to keep the stock market up. But again, uh, remember my caution from the previous segment in that the market has moved up. The leading, leading stocks are, are now trading at higher price-to-earnings multiples. The volatility index has come down at a low. We're coming into a period of time where there is going to be some, uh, we'll call it, tax-related selling by individuals, and that could create, uh, as the month of December evolves, uh, at least uh, either prior to or after the Fed's meeting in a few weeks, that could in involve a little bit more volatility um, before we go into uh, the, the new year. Uh, without making too many predictions, I will say there are uh, a lot of strategists that are continuing to recommend that uh, next year will be the year of to be in bonds, and maybe, maybe next year will be a return to the uh, importance of a balanced portfolio of 60% in stocks, 40% in bonds. Uh, our view is if you want safety, put your money in, in cash with not a lot of risk and interest rates in a money market are still good. We like to uh, use an asset allocation model of keeping up to 30% in cash because we know that during the course of any year there are going to be several 5 to 10% pullbacks. We want to have cash available to invest during those pullbacks and the balance invested in companies that offer a product or service that uh, we feel will lead to continued growth of, uh, of revenue and then earnings with a focus on companies involved in the internet, leisure, China-related businesses, and real assets. This is Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk, always here to help you. Give me a call, 952-925-5608. Been here through bull markets and bear markets. Always here to help you. Josh Arnold Investment Consultant is a registered investment advisor located in the state of Minnesota. All securities discussed are for informational purposes only. Investing contains risk, including risk of loss. Consult your investment professional before making any decisions about your investment portfolio.